who's 78. Um, what, can you explain, like, what, what the fuck was, like, the saga with, like, for, like, a month I saw you posting nothing about, like, hoodies and girls taking hoodies? Yeah, all right, when's the last time you were in a relationship, Tommy? 2017. Okay. Um, how long were y'all together for? Four years. So you mean to tell me none of your clothing came up missing? A lot of it did. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, was, I saw you post one thing and it was just like a meme, but I started to notice after like a couple of weeks, I was like, I was like, did something happen to Sean that like every day is like, bitch, better give me my hoodie. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so when, when you, when you date or when you have a girlfriend, you start noticing stuff getting moved around. By the way, I'm I'm single, but you know I have friends. But sure. you see, you see stuff start getting moved around, and then stuff missing, and it's usually sweaters, hoodies um, that you'll never see again. And then I started noticing um, phone chargers missing because <laughs> oh, I think I think what happens when they plug their cord because you know they come over like, oh, do you have a um, do you have an outlet or something? And, you know, you, you use a USB thing. Yeah. So I think what they do is when they use the cord to plug it in, when they leave, they just take everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is attached to my cord. It's mine. This is mine now. This hoodie is mine. <laughs> this is all mine. So I'm like, okay, why am I buying three more of these um, USB plugins when yeah, I had like five to start with in my place? You got to go, yeah, anyway, go full 1950s. You got to give them a backhand. <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. Um, um, so for everybody listening, it's my buddy Sean, uh, who is on a survival show, and um, it just made me think because yesterday I had on Dr. Jerome Corsi, who wrote a book called Hunting Hitler, and it's one of like many books I've listened to on Audible about the Nazis that did escape to uh, Argentina. <laughs> But that always made me laugh when you talked about at the end of your show. You're down there. You're like, why does it look like I'm in Germany? Mm, <laughs> and mm. you're in South America. And that just got me thinking more and more. I was like, they really did go there. The Nazis really did bail out to South America. And you were yeah. You were like, here I am. But um, it looks like fucking, it looks like the mountains in Germany. I don't know if I ever really um, explain. Let me just wrap up that part of it because sure. I can't really remember where I looked up. Um, you sort of touched on it right now. But, yeah, I, I thought it was awkward. Um, we talked about a little bit of conspiracy theories because I'm always open to hearing conspiracy theories, even if I think they're it's super yeah. goofy. Even if, if there's... Yeah evidence that sounds um like it's yeah like 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 it could be true i'm i'm interested because yeah hell i don't know anything yeah and um so i even saw one about how the holocaust wasn't actually real and then um so i was like all right this is stupid but i looked into it and i was like i I don't know but anyways i gave it my time but then when i got there i was like okay I don't think the Holocaust could be fake because I don't think people would just come to Argentina <laughs> and build yeah. this whole thing for no reason, yeah. just for a cover up. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yeah when i got there i just thought it was really weird one of the guides there told me what had happened and how they had caught some high-ranking officials there Adolf, Adolf from Eich. germany yeah. who had fled there Adolf eichmann and, the engineer the final solution they caught him in argentina mm-hmm. yeah um also when i got there one thing that i don't want to say caught me off guard but um you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about it just because of, dang. Yeah, when we first, I think when I first did your first episode, that was during Corona. But afterwards, we still started having like the uh, the riots and the police brutality stuff going on too. Yeah. Since, since I last talked to you. Yeah. So uh, anyways, you know, as a, as a black person, I've had my fair uh fair share of things also let me say this if anybody's watching this and they're going oh here he goes with this black and white stuff uh i also want to say this yes definitely i've experienced my thing of racism but i also say um some of my best friend majority of my best friends are white white people and i grew up in a very bad area um so as much as i will talk uh, about racism, how effed up it is, and how um, even to this day things aren't fair. Which that's how life is. I've yeah. sort of gotten used to it, yeah. but I'm still gonna say it's not fair. Yeah. Um, I will say like some of my, um, let's see the phrase I'm looking for. Like the people who I can trust the most have been white people. Sure. And again, uh, I was gonna say okay. I, I was I, I was I should have I was gonna write down the numbers of the fir- the episodes you did for because I think my listener count has about doubled since you first came on. But you were on, yeah, you were on a survival show. You grew up in a really shitty place. You were in the Marines, and you were a badass motherfucker. You were in the support detail for uh, was it Camp David? Yeah, Bush yeah. Detail. Yeah, yeah, no. So order. yeah, yeah, you have pictures of Bush. You in the Oval Office, like you did some badass shit. Just so. For some background information on who you are, I mean, I've been doing that with all my guests recently because okay. that's my jump is jump. But yeah, yeah, no, dude, you, you don't have to preface that by race this, right? That's fucked up. Shit's fucked up. You don't need a you don't need a caveat or a or a footnote. It's, it's so, fucked so, up. But no, I want to include that in sure. there because uh, sometimes I would post about stuff on social media, and then I think people, I would get people who are like, dude, do you do you do you not like white people or something? I'm like. You can look at all my pictures. Like You're I, on my podcast, but, dude. I'm I'm the yeah, whitest person. Yeah. I'm the whitest person you'll ever meet. Like literally, like figuratively, and like the actual pigment of my skin. Like I glow. Yeah. So I will be. I, um, I will be your white man that vouches for you. No, thank you. But uh, <laughs> no, I, um, the reason why I even got into to that because sure. when I was in, I just feel like I need to bring that up because when I was in Argentina, one thing I also did notice is that you know I'm looking at the architecture of. Um, what the Germans did. And then one thing I noticed that I don't know why it shocked me, but it did is that I remember, you know, how adults, if they see something they don't like, they can look and sort of cover it up or, you know, make a different facial expression. But I remember I would notice how the kids would look at me there because um, for a while I wasn't paying attention, but I would just start I just started to notice that little kids would really look at me. And remind me if I talked about this. I don't think I did, but um, it it dawned on me that I was probably like the only black person that they had ever seen in their whole entire life. You you, you got to remember, yeah. I'm down at the southern tip of South America. If you go any further, you'll be on Antarctica. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, I'm like near Patagonia, like Patagonia region. And um, at first I was like, ah, maybe I'm tripping. But the first thing I remember I had an um, escort with me because, you know, I didn't speak the language. And I remember I was at this, I don't know, I don't remember what they called this type of ice cream or frozen yogurt, but they had a name for it. I went to this spot and I remember there was this kid who was just stunned, just staring at me. And I remember his mom was holding his hand and it looked like he had saw an alien or a ghost. And I remember he was just locked in on me and uh, I smiled at him and then he just sort of like came out of it. And then I remember his mom saw him staring at me so she sort of she had his hand and she sort of shook it and sort of like was like hey i'm sorry you know and i'm like oh no like it's cool whatever and so he he didn't look at me and then i slowly saw his head like he turned his head and then he goes just why he's holding his mom <laughs> <ages. laughs> and so that was the first thing the second thing that I, that really let me know that i've because i haven't had that feeling in a long time or um of just being like dang this person's probably never saw a black person in yeah. their life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had never saw a black person while I was there for a week. Sure. They were all like, it was, you know, you see some light or some dark, but like not black. Straight up black, yeah. That's <laughs> and I of, thought it was sort of cool because, yeah. they're, you know, kids, they don't know how to hide that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no there's no facade. There's no like, oh, I shouldn't stare. They're just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, So we go... Um, my escort and I, the person who, uh, or my guide, we went to dinner at this <laughs> German restaurant. <laughs> In the southern tip of Antarctica, or of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Argentina. What is it doing yeah, here? Not, not only was it the homes, it was the restaurants, too. So just, it was like... just, just coincidence, we just built this little German town. We built it, we built it in the late 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool! I get to try a bunch of South American food. <laughs> it's, like, it's like no, just like schnitzels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to so, a welcome to a restaurant, Southern Argentina, y'all. Yeah. Like, so we blood. so we go to this German restaurant, and we're eating. I'm having some. I'm having some beers, and there was this family, this couple, uh, and they had their son with them, and. I remember almost the same thing. This kid, he was sort of playing around. His parents were sort of letting him walk around the restaurant. And um, I guess he hadn't noticed me at first because I, I had, it was a little chilly. I had, you know, hat on, jacket. And I remember I just sort of started taking layers off once I got warmed up. And then I remember just this kid, he had like his toy. And then same thing. Like I just saw this kid about 10 feet from me just holding his toy just staring at me and then I, his parents started calling him in um uh Portuguese, Portuguese I think it was Portuguese or Spanish one of the two I can't remember and um and they called him they called him over and they same thing they like waved they're like hey we're sorry you know I'm like oh no it's cool so then same thing he started playing on a toy and he sort of got closer to me his parents started calling him back so I said no I was like he's cool like let me talk yeah. to him yeah so he's about five feet away from me and he I remember he just had his toy he was just looking at me and me and the guide, we were laughing, we we're smiling at him. So I held my hand out mm-hmm. for him to touch. And he just started inching closer and closer. And then I remember he just he touched me one time, and then he hurried up and went back to his family just a real quick touch. And then his dad was like, Nope, go, nope, you're gonna mess with them, go over there, go yeah. see him. Yeah. So his dad sort of just like <laughs> shit him away, you know, came back over to me. And I remember he touched me again real quick, but he stood there. And then eventually, like, he grabbed my hand 
and he just started shaking and he started smiling yeah and then he saw that everything was okay and then like he went back over to his parents and he was all you know dog, happy dog, myself. Yeah. I, I thought it was like that was just that's cool interesting that to experience that that that, that kid i don't know if i ever remember the rest of his life but I don't know. I thought that was that was interesting. That that kid probably had, for whatever he'll learn the rest of his life of how a certain group of people are. Like he had a good interaction. Yeah. And it was just interesting seeing like his that, his whole expression. I was gonna say that kid's that kid's upbringing's got to be so fucked. Feels like I grew up in Southern Argentina, and I remember German restaurants and black people. Everyone's gonna be like, yeah. "Bullshit! You're not from Argentina." It's like, <laughs> no, I swear. I met a black guy at yeah. a German restaurant. Bullshit. <laughs> But yeah. th- you're right that th- it is like that child innocence that it, the child kind of does what, you know, we are all conditioned to not do. You know, when a child's like, why is that person fat? And you're like, you can't say that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, yeah, it's like, what is like the, it's like the base baseline curiosity of like a human. It's like you go up. Yeah. You kind of touch it, poke it. What is this thing? You know, mm-hmm. whether it's the first time you've ever seen an iPad or whether it's the first time you've ever seen a black person, you just kind of go up and it's mm-hmm. like, but is the you know, it's real. It's there. Okay, it is right. It's kind of just that you know. It's like a dog sniffing. It's just what is this thing? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It is but yeah, it can only come out in like a in a child. That well, is one yeah. other. I'll do. I'll do a lot of side conversations. Yeah, I don't so give you a shit. Said, yeah. No, you do whatever you want. iPad. When I got recalled back into the Marines, uh, a lot of people forget that when people go into the military, these people we're coming from all different backgrounds you get some people coming from la miami new york and then you get some people to where they had to drive possibly like 80 miles to get to their nearest recruiting station because they live in the middle of nowhere yeah um some some of the people from texas so i remember when i got recalled i had to get on this bus so this is 2000 and i'm just gonna say 2008 we had to get on this bus and I remember, so iPhones were already out. Mm-hmm. When did I, when did iPhones come out? Maybe what? 2006? I think, I think two, five or six. Cause I was a freshman in high school. So yeah. Fall five okay. or spring six. So iPhones have been out now for two to three years. Um, and I remember we got on this bus and this, this guy, this, this guy had a, had out his iPhone. He was, I don't know, messaging his wife or girlfriend or something. And I remember this guy next to him goes, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> and then the dude was just like, and I remember he said it loud because I was sitting behind him. And he just sort of, the guy with the iPhone just sort of looked at him laughing. He was like, oh, yeah, it's just uh, like just new iPhone or whatever came out. And then the guy was like, that's a phone? And we the dude stopped looking at me. He's like, he just sort of shook his head because I guess he thought he was joking. Yeah. The dude had a real thick country accent, so yeah. he lived, that I don't know, somewhere in the hills or sticks. Yeah, and uh, and I remember the guy goes, "Man, he's like, I thought that was like a gaming console." He's like, "I don't even have a fucking cell phone," and it was just interesting seeing this grown man's yeah yeah <laughs> interest in like this iPhone that had already been out for three years, but from where he lives, yeah, um, he said he didn't watch TV, yeah, um, and it was just like, dang, like this is two thousand eight, and this. Yeah. Dude seeing his first iPhone. No, no, I mean it makes sense though, dude, because that shit's alien. I remember the first time I saw one when they came out. I was, I remember, look, I vividly remember looking at my friend. His name's, his name is Taylor, 
I remember I was at same. I was in high school and I was on his phone. And I was just kind of like scrolling through pictures, but I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that the whole thing was a screen. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but no, it makes sense, man. It's like I don't know, playing on like an Xbox 360 for years, and then like going to like my little brother's place, and he had like an Xbox One on like a mm-hmm. 4K TV. It'd been out for like five years, but I sat down and I was yeah, like, yeah. "I was like, what the fuck is this?" Yeah. He's like, dude, this is old. I was like, no, it's not. This is space age. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's not. You're just a moron. And I was like, all right. Ar- you know, we could argue that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, man. It took me the long, the longest time to finally get a phone because I'm 37 now. So I have some older generation tendencies. And then also like the other half is, is younger. Um, yeah. Like I'm right at that. You're a weird. Right yeah. You're intergeneration. Yeah. So uh, it took me the longest time to want to get a phone that was all just one screen because I, I just did not like it. I, I was used to having buttons. Um, I felt comfortable having buttons to actually push that I could like feel click. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, man, Ver- like Verizon, they just started, everybody just started integrating to no buttons. And I remember um, like the newest upgrade of the phone I had didn't have any buttons. And I just remembered. I was like, oh man, it just really, it really bothered, it really bothered me for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, um, but now I can't because they don't have buttons. If I text somebody with my fingers, it'll tag me forever because the buttons before were laid out like a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And because I, you know, you type on a, on, on a computer, I could, is, I could yeah. knock them out real quick. But, um, because I had the phones that had the keyboard layout. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the the whole push button screen, I'm still super slow at texting. But what I do is I do voice text. Fuck yeah! And I can just knock stuff out super quick. And and so um, as long as it's voice text, I'm good. If, it, if they ever get rid of that, oh man, I can't, I can't. Once they got rid of the keyboards, I type, I text super slow. Dude, I have a, I mean, I have a MacBook from 2019, and it's it's got like a touch bar across the top. Mm-hmm, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's not. It's not cool. I mean, I get they're trying to go for like some futuristic shit. Like, cool. I get mm-hmm. it. But no, like, I just want to press like a button to dim the screen and like a. But instead, it's and I accidentally touch it all the time too. So I'll be like just typing in a, and I'll I'll pop it. I'll touch it and like Siri will come up and it'll scare the shit out of me because the volume's yeah. turned up. So I'll be like, I'll just be sitting there looking on Reddit and I'll be like, How can I help you? And I'll be like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, but that's kind of. I was thinking because, you know, kind of hesitating to move to a phone, but you said that there was a lot of that to tie it into kind of the psychological effects of that, of the Survivor show you were on. You said that there was a lot of that kind of like a bit of a, almost like a hangover that like still persists to now. Like, I know you said like own minimal things, right? But... You said there was I, I, got, a... I got rid of. Uh, well, I don't have it. I don't have it. I got rid of my internet. Yeah. Uh, I got rid of some things. I got rid of a bunch of clothes. Uh huh. Because um, I. Because you're right. I did say that after I did that, I said, "Dang, I did. I survived over 30 days of that with what I had, which was hardly anything." And then it sort of my mind was like, "Man, look at all this stuff I got." Like I used to complain, thinking that I didn't have much now, yeah. and then that made me feel like I was a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I was out there so uh yeah like I got rid of my internet so I only have internet on my phone mm-hmm. um 
I watch everything from my phone. So right now I'm at my laptop, but I'm using mobile hotspot from my phone yeah. to my laptop. Fuck yeah. But um, yeah, I don't have I don't have Wi-Fi. I got rid of that. I got rid of a bunch of clothes. Um, then like other little minute things that I'm still working on on clearing out. But um, it's sort of hard. You 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 do gain other things back. Like you sure. know, you fall back into hot to certain habits, but. Um, other than that, yeah, man, you're you're absolutely right. And you said I remember last time you said that there was, and again for everybody listening, we we did several episodes in a row, kind of telling the whole story. Um, I'll find those, and, and I might find them. I might you can go find them <laughs> yourself. You can, I don't know. It depends how I'm feeling. Um, but you, I remember what we did leave off on was aside from the Nazis and in Argentina was the the psychological impact. And remember, oh, you said right. you, you had yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. you had to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Yep. Yeah. Can you go into that a little bit? Because that's that's what I'm curious about. Is just like what's the like the decompression? What's the I don't know. Welcome back to the world. What is? Yeah. When when they first told me I was going to do the show, they told me I will I might have to see a. Uh, a psychologist or I can't remember what she was. And at first I was thinking, ah, oh, whatever. Cause yeah. you know, I'm always thinking about what I did in the military, but they're totally two different things. So when I'm, I was I'm done, on, turn on the heater. One second. Yeah. yeah. When I was done, uh, in that time span of just over 30 days, I had, I don't want to say I transformed into a whole new person, but when you're stripped of, your everyday lifestyle and then you have the bare minimum um to boil water to catch fish hopefully trap some game yeah you start your your survival instincts of what our ancestors did what thousands of years ago maybe thousands uh, of years ago but had been doing it for millions yeah 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 um they slowly start kicking in, yeah. I guess, depending on the person. I didn't know if mine were, but they, I want to say about, about day six or seven, I just felt like I started slowly transforming into fright mode into like, okay, like we're, we're on five, six days passes. We got to make a decision. We going to quit or, yeah. and, and I felt like this transformation start coming around six day six or seven and you just start morphing you slowly start evolving into a different person um of how you're going to charge the day into the night so when that was all done i was constantly there you're living you feel like you're living for the day that when it's all over and you can actually get a real meal you can actually maybe see people all the things that you thought you missed you know Mm -hmm. So, bang, all that's over. <sighs> Did I tell you about my first meal? Yeah. Oh, I the, thought it was fake and I was in a dream. Yeah, yeah. And how you have wanted everything there and you wanted it perfect. Yeah. You were like, yeah. I remember. Well, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was real when I had my first full course meal with stuff everywhere. Like they did, they treated me so well, but I just kept thinking I was going to wake up because I was on, I also had to take malaria pills. So I didn't know. Yeah, if, probably fucking delirious. I was having these dreams and I, I, I was like, man, am I in another dream like induced by these malaria pills or what? So bam, all that's over. I go to see, I remember my first night when I was, um, Oh, 
I got to take my first shower. And that, I thought I almost cried. I thought I was about to cry when I took my first shower. So I thought I was going to cry when I had my first full meal. And I thought I was going to cry when I took my first shower. Um, I, bang, stripped my clothes. I'm in this this little small lodge hotel room. Um, Stripped my clothes. I remember I'm about to get in the shower. This is about to be my first shower in over 30 days. And I walk past this mirror and I stop and I look and I just couldn't believe I was looking at me because I've lost 30 pounds. Uh, I'm, I won't say I'm covered in dirt, but I mean, 30 days of taking a shower, like you're dirty. Yeah. yeah you're dirty. Yeah. And, um, I just remember looking in the mirror cause I haven't been in front of a mirror in 30 plus days. Yeah. In 30 plus days, which felt like six months. Yeah. And um, I remember I was so dirty. I was trying to shampoo my hair. A lot of you guys won't know this because you probably haven't gone 30 days without taking a shower. But I remember I was trying to lather my hair. And I was like, man, this is some cheap shampoo. But it was so much dirt and grease and stuff in there that I had to get. It took a while to get that out before I could get a lather. Yeah. And um, physically remove like that surface of shit. Net, yeah. yeah. Sweat and gunk and build yeah, up in yeah, there. Yeah. And the same thing was for just like even the soap. And I remember just looking down and just all kinds of filth just coming yeah. off me. And um, I bet that felt immaculate though. I think I was in there for about 40 minutes. Probably, yeah. It probably was a religious experience. It's literally yeah, like it washing great. away my sins. It's <laughs> it like, great. it's yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that would probably move me to tears. Oh, man. So, bang. Do dinner. I remember, so I go to sleep. Uh, I go to sleep. They transfer me to this other hotel that had a TV, and that was really weird for me. Uh, I remember everything was loud because mm-hmm. they had been, I had been in the city now. Everything was amplified loud. I felt like I had a headache for two days because I, because I was used to just Peace silence. and quiet just for a silence. month. Yeah, and then I go back to cars and people, and I just had a headache for about Fuck. two days. Yeah. Uh, bang! I go. I have a TV, and I remember just being all the all the stuff was in Portuguese and Spanish. But I think I found one or two shows that did English. But I remember I just I don't know what happened. I was just fixated on the TV and just feeling i felt like i had been gone for a decade yeah. i felt like i was just trying to catch up yeah. on all the stuff that had happened in a month and a half to two months and it was really weird i just i was just trying to decipher what was going on and then um that was during the time the the last election was going on with uh, uh <laughs> trump and, and clinton <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, so I'm already yeah, the craziest election. All this stuff together. <laughs> it's already the craziest fucking election in history, let alone coming out of 30 days in the wilderness. You're like, what's oh, yeah, going that's on? What I, felt, I felt like I was in a time machine or something. So, <laughs> so that night before I woke up, I remember that I thought I was going to have the best sleep I ever had. And because I never really slept a good night out there. Because, yeah. you know, you're it's... Whatever, I just didn't. Yeah. But I remember I I had a nightmare. I had been so accustomed to being out there, I wasn't ready to be back 
yeah. in normal civilization yeah. because I remember I had a dream um, also because I didn't I had been accustomed to I felt like a native lifestyle out there yeah so I had this dream that I was out in the dirt there and I was grabbing um, I was gripping on some of the sand and dirt out there and I was telling myself that this probably isn't going to make sense, but this is just what happened. Yeah. And I was telling myself like, okay, I'm still out here. I'm still surviving. Mm. And, um, but it was pitch black at night and I was like, okay, cool. I'm still out here. They didn't take me away yet. Yeah. Cause I still thought that I was in the challenge. And then I remember I woke up and I see a roof over, I see the TV and I remember my heart was beating hard. And cause I was like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? How did yeah. I get here? And then I remember, I felt like I was about to cry then because yeah. I wasn't really ready to be back. And then so they put me in touch with the, uh, I talked to the psychiatrist, psychologist or whatever. And we were on the phone for about an hour. She asked me all these questions, how I was feeling. And I was telling her what I was going through. And she was telling me like everything I was going through was common of what people went through who were, um, like POWs, people mm-hmm. who were on the show, who are done other shows like Survivor, uh, are naked and afraid. And um, she was telling me like these different, I don't know if I want to call it a syndrome, but it's like, I guess, a temporary type of syndrome. Yeah, kind of like a, like a Stockholm syndrome almost. That people get from being out there. Yeah. And, and it's, it takes a lot for them to adjust um, getting back to, to, nor- to normal life. And that that was like a big reassurance because it's hard to talk to somebody about it. I can't talk to no to any of my normal friends about it because sure. they don't know How what I went through. So yeah. it was good to talk to her. And then when I finally got back to the states, I got in touch with a guy who owns like a, a survivalist facility, and he had spent a lot of time in the wilderness. And then those two things helped me cope a lot yeah. until I felt normal again. Yeah. What what did the so what was it just talking to the doctor and then being like this is like a thing like don't worry you're not going crazy like this does happen yeah you feel being... weird because you feel alienated the yeah. first instance, you were you talked to the po the guy from black hawk down right mm-hmm. um so if you were in his shoes when you get back to the states yeah you're gonna know that you just went through hell and since you went through hell how many more people are going to understand what you went through yeah. Probably not nobody unless there were another POW from the Vietnam era yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, or like 2014, like lost a sibling to suicide. You start to yes. be, you start to be like, who, like, who the f- people are like, hey, man, I know what it's like to be down. You're like, you have no idea. And, but then yeah. you finally do talk to a doctor and you finally talk to other people who have lost siblings to suicide. And then you can even find people in the exact same situation. Like, older Mm -hmm. brother not just like a parent or a friend but it's like literally older brother and they're the exact same age i was and you talk to them and it gives you a certain peace of mind it doesn't make it hurt any less but you're like oh when you hear someone else say the same shit that you're thinking you're like oh thank god like you're like okay you thought this like yeah you have these dreams and you think this and you're like oh thank god okay they're like yeah 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 like you'll survive you're like okay Mm -hmm. they're like it's fucked up but they're like you'll survive and it's yeah, a little that kind of helps you. It kind of helps you, gives you a little freedom to fully experience like the trauma because you're like, okay, like I'm not going crazy. These are just like, these are the steps of grief that I have to go through. You're like, okay. Yeah. So that's probably, yeah, you were like, 
I'm going to throw away my clothes. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need anything. Like, I got to be ready to ride. Like, you know, I've got to be able to, like, hunt anything. And it's like, it's that's normal. Like, that's normal. Like, is that what you're getting at? That. Then also you think, I really couldn't wait to get back to see my friends. Mm-hmm. But then when I got back, I didn't want to see my friends. Because I've been by myself for so long. Yeah. And then when I went to go get groceries, I didn't want to go in the daytime because there was too many people. I only wanted to go late at night or I would go to a place that was open 24 seven Yeah, because I wasn't really ready to be around all these people. Yeah. Um, and I remember just a bunch of my friends hit me up, text me like, Hey, when can we see you? And I just wasn't ready yet uh, to be bombarded with questions. And, yeah. and another thing, this is, well, this was funny to me is man you think hunting out there and catching stuff is totally different than in the states because you're around real you're around animals that also haven't had much human contact if any Uh, oh yeah you're right yeah so that hit me hard because check this out behind my sliding glass door is is a nice little either a big pond or a lake. I guess it's just a huge pond. But there's ducks out there right now. There's geese out there right now. I can get within five feet of them. So I remember the um, when I was dropped off my first location, I could hear these ducks. And um, I remember I got to this, I found this little pond. And I was like, oh my gosh, there was five or six ducks on the edge of this pond. I was like, thank goodness I had this net. I was like, I can just walk up probably 10 feet and just toss this net over them. I I, I fucking got food. I'll keep like maybe like a few of the ducks alive, like have this netting over them. And and I'm like, awesome. Like, thank goodness. Praise the Lord. Because I'm thinking this is how the ducks are where where I live at my lake. And they see you and they're like, it's the first black person they've ever seen. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) So I remember I had saw these ducks just, and I was like, all right, I've set my stuff down. Let me relax, get stuff settled. Let me get this net. Just walk over there, get to it, and just launch this net. And bang, now all I got to do is get this fire started. I don't have to worry about these ducks. They'll be under this net. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was smooth, man. I had my net over my shoulder. By the way, these ducks are probably about – uh, maybe 300 feet away. I'm walking. I'm not even loud. I'm just walking over there. I get within about 200, <laughs> 250 feet. <laughs> they're just gone. They like look over and they're like, they're, they, they just fly off. And I remember I had the video camera in my hand because I was sort of whispering. I was like, I'm like, because they, they like for me to document sure, it. Sure. Like, All right. So I'm going to walk over here to these ducks. I found food. Um, Ducks run from, I can get within five feet, throw a net over them, I'm good. So I got dinner secured for the night. I'm, you know, talking. <laughs> so I have the camera rolling, <laughs> I got the net. And all of a sudden, man, like, you know, I'm zooming in to the ducks. Like, there <laughs> they are. You just see them fly off. And then I just turn the camera back towards me and I'm like, well, there goes my food. <laughs> I'm going to get these fucking ducks in. So fast forward, through, uh, a month and a half later, I'm not even thinking about this situation. I come back home, you know, I'm checking all this mail that I got that my friends have been picking up. And I 
I go outside. <laughs> I see these ducks just <laughs> just chilling, looking at me, laying down, like not even bothered. I'm like, I was so mad. Like, just a, why could you, like, you not fuck be? Off. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. I, a part of me just wanted, because, you know, I've, you know, I did catch like a, so, a piece of wild game out there. And it, it just made me so mad. I just remember looking at the ducks at my lake and being like, you better be lucky. I'm civilized again. Y- y'all piece of <laughs> shit. Yeah. Right. But yeah. It, it's, it's true though. Like, if you see like a deer around here, like you can kind of get a little close, like relative. If you're just going like go for a walk and you see one, you can get close. I've gone pretty close to some deer in America. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I go up to like where my family's lake house is in the middle of fucking nowhere in New Hampshire, you go up there, the deer will start running away from you before you even knew that there were deer. That they were there. You'll be just walking along, just like dumb idiot, like eh, stepping on twigs, and their their ears are like. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I heard someone up there say they are the most efficient radar system in the world because <laughs> they'll hear and they'll take off, and you'll be like, "What the fuck was that?" You didn't even realize. Yeah. And they it's were there, yeah. yeah, it's that weird conditioning to where. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like they say that's like a lot of the reason why sharks like bite you aside from the fact that they're just like dinosaurs it's like they don't know what you are they've never seen you and they kind of like a little kid coming up to you and like touching your hand yeah. but they don't have hands so they come up and just like bite your torso off yeah. and sometimes they're like oh that's that's a i don't know what that is i don't want it but it doesn't matter because now you're bleeding out but like mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's fucking weird dude what was so that, was a, that was a bit of the psychology uh, psychological stuff that random stuff that I dealt with just coming back. Now, I remember in 2016, I took like two weeks off of like, I did not get on like a phone or a TV or anything. I did it for like 14 days, probably closer to like, yeah, about 14 days. And like the first couple days were like difficult. And then I started to just find like these deep levels of like serenity and peace. And eventually I got bored. But for like 10 days in the middle, it was so peaceful because it went from hearing about everything that I should be scared and fearful and angry about on the news. X is happening. Y is happening. Z is happening mm. to just like, it was only what was within my line of sight and earshot. So it was just like, well, there's no bears trying to eat me. There's no one banging at my door with a gun. So yeah. it's like what I saw in the news is this is happening in Africa and President Obama X and and presidential candidate Trump Y and you're just like oh the fuck the economy and the and you're mm-hmm. just watching it but then versus like when you actually are just there for 10 days just kind of looking around like Athens Georgia just birds chirping sorority girls going for a run see some just two dudes you know drinking on a porch it became very peaceful and it's very peaceful because I still had to I still got all my amenities I was at home at any point. I could have broken my little fast, if you will. No. Not the same, you know, so I have a fridge full of food. I'm not hungry. I'm not. So it's not the same. But I mean, what I'm getting at is, was there any sort of that? Or was just like the desire to survive so powerful that you couldn't enjoy it? Was there some serenity that like, I guess, I guess the way you could look at it is, this is what I'm trying to say. When you came back, I know you talked about all the sights and sounds and stuff, too many people, grocery stores, being in the city, headache for two days. Did you start to notice that, like, looking at the news, did it become apparent? Because when I finally did, after 14 days, turn on the news again, I was like, it wasn't just something I was used to. Like, oh, turn on the news. I was, I remember turning it on. I was like, what is this? 
This is so negative. This is so... I was like, turn this shit off. Like, why am I piping that in? I don't know if I'm making sense, but did that... Did you have any aspect of that? Or were you just so hyper-focused on surviving, you probably weren't like, hey, it's peaceful. You're like, I'm fucking hungry and tired. I don't know where Uh, I was going with that. As soon... As soon as they said... Hey, we're starting now. You got to remember, there's a big lead up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I slowly, well, even before that, um, they took my phone a week before it even started. Okay. So, and then on top of that, I wasn't really allowed to tell. There was only maybe five or six people that knew why I had left the States. Okay. So uh, the rest of the other people didn't know what the hell was going on with me. Yeah. Because uh, I because the people that knew were my emergency contacts. Um. So, by the time like everything was ready to go, there was not really much for me to miss because I think they did that for a reason. They they prepped me that week before of sort of taking everything away. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, Pulled you know, I'm up yeah. FaceTiming people and then just- hey. All right, go out. Like you know, kick kick me out the the uh, um, what's that vehicle called? Not a truck, not a car, but in between. ATV. No, no, no. no. Like a suburban or SUV. SUV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I was already so once I stepped my first foot out that truck or SUV, man, I wasn't. I wasn't worried about. Now, okay, at nighttime, you do start thinking about stuff. Uh, that's different. You start thinking about if people care about you. Or, and I remember I'm thinking, man, these people probably don't know what I'm going through out here. Like, my friends are probably all back at home. Stomachs are full. And, you know, you're looking up at the up at the sky and stars, and you start feeling sorry for yourself. And, but, yeah, those not, nights I did, but daytime for the most part no i was just just trying to boil water have clean drinking water and hoping you catch some fish and 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 try not to get annoyed by mosquitoes yeah i know i remember watching this thing on like the doc fucking discovery channel but it was these like these people out in like the wilderness in alaska and some of them been out there for like 30 40 years and it's just i remember like one of them was just this one guy and his wife they have like their own little hut and like they're not like starving and afraid like because they've learned how to like live off the land they've learned how to store food Mm. but they talk about just like the general just like how at peace they are because it's just like every day like they know what they have to do like they gotta go get a bucket of water they gotta you know they gotta get wood for a fire they gotta cook the meal but it's that's all they're doing. There's nothing else. There's no like, what's going on on the news? Or it's all oh, my 401k. It's just like, we have food, we have fire, the clothes are dry, we're good. And I remember someone asked them, they're like, what do they think about, this is in like 2010. They're like, so you're like, you don't even think about 9-11. This guy was like, what the hell is 9-11? This <laughs> is nine years after September 11th. They like informed him. He was like, oh my God, yeah, it's terrible. But he didn't even know about it. Yeah. And like... It's I, like I wonder. It's because you can't just constantly be worrying about boiling water and finding food. Like that's not that's no, there's no peace in that. That's that's just mm-hmm. that's just terror. But like if you can 
get the bottom rungs of the pyramid of higher of hierarchical needs taken care of shelter food water clothes safety man I, I feel like you could if you did it right and if you wanted to like you could hit a sweet spot of where it's just like dude i just worry about chopping wood getting water cooking the next meal going to bed doing it again tomorrow if if i had the ability i mean it's not for I, me i'd never fucking do it i love the internet i love well, xbox <laughs> if i had the billet the ability i would like to live a mix of between what i'm doing now and a mix of what i did out there yeah which obviously if i had like the financial background to just where maybe i was even if i was just rich or or whatever where i could do a month a month of or no i'll take that back do maybe three months of my everyday life right now and then do a month of solitude or something like that yeah yeah that would be because awesome. i think both are healthy yeah I, I think being a human being social is great which i believe it is mostly a necessity uh, i mean you talk about people who have been time in prison they get put in the hole yeah that tears that's, you apart that's the yeah I, that's the funny thing they describe about it they're like they're like humans are social creatures when you're in jail to punish you they put you in solitary confinement away from yeah. other criminals they take yeah. you away from the other criminals and that's punishment but yeah yeah uh, um so i would like a good i think that's a good balanced mixture to have at least for me in life because um you get a time to sort of mentally cleanse yourself yeah even like you said with your phone yeah. i feel like it's a mental cleanse yeah to do once or multiple times a year yeah i know bill gates does that twice a year for i think two weeks maybe it's one week twice a year maybe it might be two weeks twice a year mm -hmm. but he just goes up granted he's got like a hundred thousand yeah, square foot financial, yeah 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 but what he, he does paid. what he does is he goes up there and it's like the stipulations are like you know unless the company is like being called in front of the senate unless his wife is in the hospital or unless his kids are in. there's like three stipulations that like his secretary will basically like break his like solitude but yeah. other than those he just goes he just kind of like stays in his house for like two weeks with no input and he says that's he says it takes a couple of days to sort of detox mm -hmm. and then he says he gets like super clarity and that's where he addresses like a lot of internal things and he'll come up with solutions for problems and then go back into the real world that's mm -hmm. a very idyllic thing who the fuck can just take two weeks off but yeah no i mean that's yeah if i can make enough money on this podcast it's something i would like to do yeah maybe every i would maybe go three i don't know i feel like i don't know three months i think i could probably do like a week at a time but just take a week that's off. a good starting point yeah yeah I'm not trying to be unrealistic but just a week off at a time mm -hmm. that's a good week three three days three days to a week is a good good starting point yeah yeah and that's the thing is i've thought about doing that once a week but Sean, are you okay? You look like you're hopping all over the place. No, I stand. I was sitting down, but oh. now I'm standing up. Oh, um, it's yeah. Because I don't think because I've thought about doing it one day a week, but the thing is, is like I don't think it's the same because like it's it takes a couple days for it to actually no, yeah. kick in, right? Yeah. It'd be like if you said, "Oh, I have one beer an evening." It's like, dude, just save them all for Friday and then have seven on Friday. 
Right. <laughs> you know, you, you know, and it's like yeah. get fucked up, have a ball, and then you know, go do your life six days out of the week, right? That's what I think it has to be. It has because it takes a couple of days to kick in. Um, for now, does it had did it have an effect on you? Uh, seeing the night sky was there like a psychological impact of because even if like even if I decide to sleep outside, right? Like obviously I could go do that. I could just go lay on the porch. But even now, it's like I'm near a city, it's light pollution. Was there a psychological or a spiritual impact in like seeing the night sky every night? Because again, up at my lake house in the middle of nowhere, you step outside at night and it, you'll get uh, vertigo. You get dizzy. You'll step outside and you're like, you're like, whoa. It's almost like it's almost like if you thought you were on the first floor of a building or like a hotel and you step outside onto the porch and you're like 50 floors above Manhattan. Uh, it's like, whoa. You step outside mm-hmm. of the lake house and it's... There's, I mean, there's no cities for 200 miles. So you step outside and you see so many stars. I mean, it it, it does. You get a little dizzy because you're like, oh fuck, I'm on a rock in space. You're okay. like, you're like, oh. But the more, if you look at it every night for like an hour, even with the, like the windows, like, there's so many stars that you just look outside at night at the windows and they fill up your window. Mm. And that always has like a spiritual impact on me. I start to like ease, takes like a day or two, but I sort of ease into it. And it's just very like, oh, I am in the middle of a galaxy. Like I am, you very much start to come to like weird peace. Did you find that at all being in the wilderness? uh, Not at the nighttime. I did in the day because at nighttime, every location I was at had predators except my third (laughs) one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, So... when that sun went down, I was I was under my shelter because yeah um, yeah because fir- first location was just the Cayman and uh, Cayman and what was it Jaguars, and then the second one was Mount was Pumas Pumas mountain lions cougars are the same thing for yeah. the most part yeah um, third one I didn't have any I didn't have any predators um, but. I had just got used to being uh, to getting under my shelter when I so, but daytime, definitely because uh, now you can daytime you can see. I want to say my last, and the longer you go, the more you start having that feeling and presence. Mm-hmm. So, second, my second and my third location, I had, I'll t- and I'll tell you this. One of the people who did the show with me, even though we're all in different locations, I think she's atheist, but I talked to her about it when we were all finally got each other's contact. Uh, she even told me, she was like, yeah, I started having like spiritual, spiritual connections. Mm-hmm. And um, because like I'm saying, your, your mind and body and soul is getting cleansed. Yeah. So you're not distracted by all these other things. This is just you and earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and nature. Yeah. And so uh, I remember what I would do in my third location. I would, I didn't care how weak I was. I would climb up this damn mountain cliff. And it wasn't like cliffhanger, like Sylvester Stallone. I mean, yeah. I, it wasn't, it wasn't da- really dangerous. Just make sure you watch where you're stepping. I remember, man, I would, I feel like it would take me half an hour to get up this damn thing. But I remember I would get up there and it was enough for me to overlook 
just looked like this endless vast amount and I could see these mountains with ice caps off in the distance and I remember I would just move these rocks into this moment to where I could just lay and it put take my coat off and I remember I would just look up in the sky and it I mean these these views look like stuff you would see on the calendar somewhere stuff that you look at you're like I'll never be there but this is be I, and I remember I was just soaking that all in thinking that man, I'm in one of these places that I see pictures of in calendars. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like, this is beautiful. Like, and you start, it starts getting deeper than that. But it start. that's when the, the spiritual stuff starts kicking what, into no, you. Because no, no, what do you, you mean? have a whole different view. Yeah. What do you mean it starts getting deeper? Can you go into that? Can you because you're, because you're not, when you're in the city and hell, even if you're in the country in America, you see the same stuff for the most part but you get taken out of that and you get put to a whole different country to where there's nothing bothering you to these beautiful views that you see on calendars and stuff on discovery zone national geographic and it just starts soaking in and you're like you start picking apart stuff because you don't have a phone distracting you now. You don't have a friend or a wife or a girlfriend or a husband distracting you. So you just start asking yourself questions. Uh, Dang, how am I here? How, how am I in South America? Yeah. Dang, this is beautiful. Like, how can this all be accident? How yeah. can this beautiful landscape just be an accident? Yeah. You just start, you, you're having all these discussions with yourself. Yeah, because you don't have, yeah, you don't have, instagram to scroll through you don't have yeah. you don't have you can't play with it so you just you've and, been having this discussion with yourself off and on for 30 days yeah so you get it gets really deep you start to get yeah and you probably start to have less breaks in between like i meditate every day and i meditate and I do like 15 minutes of that and then it's like gotta do a podcast gotta blah blah blah, blah. but it's like imagine it, meditating up, up uh, out there fuck. you know this be, it's gonna be yeah. even crazier yeah you probably yeah less time in between to where you probably just start i'm at probably stay out there for 60 90 days like you probably get to a point where you're just constantly like why am i here like what is this why do mm-hmm. i exist what is reality what is the nature of god what is mm-hmm. you probably start to fucking that's like the two types of buddhas they say like there's a pratyeka buddha and a bodhisattva and there's two there's two paths the buddha can take once you achieve enlightenment one is a bodhisattva you like you come back from your retreat after you're enlightened, which is what the Buddha did, and you teach others about how to attain Buddhahood or enlightenment, right? The other type is the the Pratyeka Buddha. I don't know if I'm saying that Pratyeka Pratyeka Buddha. They go out and they're never seen again. They just disappear into the bliss. They go mm-hmm. out and they're just walking around in forests or mountains, and they never see another person again because they are just they don't leave that state of just like wow like what is all this and they just they just dissolve into the ether right metaphorically but they just they don't come back they're like they just find god i mean i imagine that's probably what's got to happen eventually is you just you can no longer ignore those questions and then you start to examine them and answer them and unlike meditation where it's like all right that was peaceful now you got to go to work you're just out there you're looking at like you're looking at like rivers and and ice capped mountains and stars and lions and elk and shit and you're just like yeah why would you what what is the value of coming back like you have yeah. found the apex where are you coming back to a fucking the dating scene 
TGI yeah. Fridays? Like, what? what? No, you're and, out. Yeah. And you got to remember, I, I come from a effed up neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, and it's like, how did a little snotty nose, dirty ass black kid go from coming up in this urban environment to military in the White House? And now I'm somewhere in Patagonia where the closest country is Antarctica. How in the hell did I get it? It was just still to this day, it blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right because I'm from the fucking ghetto, and there I am pic- taking pictures with George Bush, and now I'm in um, near Antarctica. Probably now I'm walking around, probably gonna bump into a hundred year old Hitler or something. Like, yeah, fuck. So, it, so those are the discussions that I would have with myself. Yeah, and it would just be endless discussions, and it was, it was like I don't take for granted. Anybody's watching this, I also want to say this. Um, Whoever whoever watches this, whether you're religious or not, uh, that's that's cool. But you 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 go through these steps, whether you are you not. Like I said, my my friend who was on, well, we're friends now because of the show. But she was atheist. She was like, I ain't gonna lie, I had I had spiritual relief out there, yeah, which I didn't intend to happen. And um, but these are discussions that you have with yourself when you're not bothered, because you got to ask yourself. When is the last time you have not been bothered for a month? Like you probably, a lot of people probably can't answer that. Fuck. When's the last time I've gone an hour? Yeah. Yeah. So for people who are like, ah, no, I would never, you don't know until you've had that much time literally by yourself. Yeah. In a foreign place that you've never been to. Yeah. And it's almost like a weird micro. Hold on. You want to do like another five minutes? Yeah. 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 It's almost like a weird microcosm of like humanity as a whole. It's like where you went out and did that and then you like came back to like you know society. It's almost like humanity was doing that for millennia and right now we're taking a break from that and we're, we've built society. Mm-hmm. But it's like um, instead of going for 30 days, we did it for 30,000 years. And it's like now we're now we're doing this thing, and it's like maybe this is just temporary. We're doing this whole society thing. We started with the pyramids. Now we're here. We're on like a ten thousand year run. Maybe we'll do another thousand years, and then we'll I don't know nuclear war. I don't know. We'll we'll go back into the and we'll go do that for a million years. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe this is just a little break, or like the opposite of a break. This is this is our city. This is our. I want the full plate of food. I want the shower. I want the, you know, I don't, you know, too many things, you know, TV, phone. It's like, we're doing this whole thing. And like, the reason it seems like it's getting crazier and crazier is maybe that's like society as a whole being like, okay, it's time to go back to like the basics. It's time to go mm-hmm. back to, I don't know, but I don't know. It's like what Terrence McKenna said. He said, Humanity is just a 25,000 year dash from the trees to the starship. And he was like, it seems like, you know, it seems, he goes, when you're in the middle of it and you can't see the beginning or the end, it feels the like, end. yeah, he goes, it feels like this is just the whole thing. But he's like, you look at the history of the earth. I mean, 4.3 billion years old, 25,000 years. I mean, multiply 25,000 by a thousand, that's 25 million, right? Mm-hmm. Multiply that by a, by 40. Now you get a billion, so forty thousand, and that's a, multiply that by four, one hundred and sixty thousand. So he's like, twenty five thousand years is one, one hundred and sixty thousandth. Yeah, he's like, so it really is. 
he's like humanity as a whole is no different than like one afternoon of your entire life not even it's like one hour of your whole life is what humanity is right now we think it's forever because they're like oh the pyramids the wheel cavemen jesus and it's like this is just a blink it's a twenty-five thousand year dash from the trees to the starship Mm -hmm. we went from swinging from branches to like let's go to mars Mm -hmm. but this might just be like a it's almost like a teenage phase this might just be like a we're going through puberty and right now like humanity is just asshole teenagers that think we know everything adolescence or something yeah yeah and maybe we're approaching like i don't know like an adulthood where you're like oh man those were those were our crazy days we thought we were invincible we had nuclear bombs nothing's gonna happen to us that's the same thing of being like 18 and being like i can fight anybody right maybe we're moving to that on that note did you see that the ex the ex head of the israeli space program came out like two days ago and he said that i shit you not there's an intergalactic federation of aliens who have who have decided that earth they contacted america and israel and they decided that earth is still too immature to join the galactic federation and this isn't just this is the former head of their space program I've had this so many. Was few, this was a few days ago. Yeah, I've had so many people texting me. I don't know what that says about me. That people are like, "Hey, you psycho!" <laughs> They're like, "Hey, you psychopath! Have you seen this?" But I was like, "Fuck." That's weird. Yeah, I mean, who um, the fuck knows what's real and what's but, just a psyop? But, but yeah. Hey, if he did say that, I mean, I, I don't think I would disagree with what the alien said. Fuck exactly. <laughs> ex- 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 and I saw some funny comment on Reddit. It was like, it was like a. Uh, why would this guy say all this shit and how come nobody's nobody's agreeing or how come this isn't on the news and the response was because humanity is not mature enough <laughs> it's like case in point exhibit a yeah, it'll turn into a bunch of memes and... yeah a bunch of memes it'll turn political like well the democrats well the republicans and it's like nope <laughs> nope we'll come we'll come back in 2100 see you guys in 80 years we'll try again yeah, and we're like, well, let me tell you about those aliens. They better be paying taxes because here in America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here in America, my family's been here for five generations, and I'm not going to have a bunch of aliens from Mexico or from Alpha yeah. Centauri we got coming enough up. Illegal aliens. We got enough illegal aliens. Look, the, I'll tell you what these stars and stripes means. I don't want any great. They're going to start. There's going to be a bunch of racial slurs for aliens. Like, I don't yeah. need those big heads coming down here. Like, it's going to be like, oh, Grandpa, roll it back a bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right well on that note let's wrap this bitch up but uh uh before you go man sure. i like your i like your hoodie man uh i can't tell what that is but it looks Thanks. awesome i made it you went on the website and made it i made the design yeah i made this That's design it, it took like it took like 80 hours i made it mm-hmm. um i made it in late 2019 but it's okay. um it's uh see it's got aliens it's the newspaper stuff yeah well then it's got bob lazar okay he's on joe rogan he's the guy that came out in the in the 80s about area 51 and flying saucers the newspaper is that's it's the 1947 roswell newspaper from where the flying saucer allegedly crashed in new mexico right that's the pocket and the wrists are the newspaper so you can actually read the article and then everything else is just a bunch of like, like, like uh, engineering drawings of like what they said like the UFOs looked like, 
And okay. what I did is I, I dyed, I made them all white and I put it on a blueprint because I wanted it to look like an engineering schematic. Yeah. And so I made this fucking sick hoodie, dude. Yeah, I like it. Don't let, don't let a chick wear that. I'll be like, man, what happened to your hoodie? Man, yeah. I should have listened to you. Be like, Sean, I'll tell you a story about it. It's... <laughs> You yeah. told me on an episode two hundred something something, and I didn't listen. Two hundred seventy eight. You told me, and I br- <laughs> yeah. I brushed it off. I was like nonsense. And now I'm looking back, <laughs> and I'm like that motherfucker. Blasphemy. If, if if there's one thing he gained from his time in the wild, he came back and was like, "Hold on to your hoodie." Hoodies. <laughs> if that's what I've learned from surviving in the wild. <laughs> hold on, yeah. to, hold on to your hoodies. I've made a couple sick ones. They're coming in the mail. I made one that just says, thanks, Kanye. Very cool. Okay. I like that one, though. Yeah, this one's badass. I've had a lot of people compliment. I like it. It's it's sick. Hell yeah. Good job on uh, designing that, man. Thanks, dude. I like it a lot. It's um When the podcast gets big enough, I'm going <sighs> to probably open up like a, an apparel store for the podcast. And just uh, a little merch store. Yeah, a little merch. Yeah. Okay. Because I tried to do that a couple years ago. Nah, wait. Just wait. Yeah, and I and it was just like I liked making weird shit like this, and everyone's like, "I want a polo," and I'm like, "Well, I don't fucking want to make polos." And yeah. so now I'm realizing, like, I think I'm gonna wait until the podcast is bigger, and then even then, I'm just gonna make a store that just so it i'm just gonna make a store for fun that just breaks even like i'm not gonna try to turn it into a like a company i'm just gonna make weird shit like this and then maybe put like i don't know like tpc podcast somewhere just make weird shit like this cool well keep me up to date with that i mean whether it's five years down the road or 10 years down the road oh shit man i've already made i've already made a couple they're in the mail i've got a crazy one coming of all these pharaoh heads i put together made it look like some psychedelic acid trip Mm-hmm. That one's in the mail, and I'm waiting for it. There's some badass ones coming, yeah. Okay. Well, dude, thanks for your time again. Dude, and, thanks uh, for coming on, man. I fucking don't be a stranger. That was that was too that was too long in between the this episode and the last one. Yeah, you know how life is, though. Yeah, the whole pandemic, 2020. Yeah. Israel so, talking about galactic federations of aliens and. Well. uh Man, keep in touch, and then uh, we'll link. We'll look, hell next time we'll talk uh, between text or something. We'll probably be uh, sometime in twenty twenty one. Fuck yeah, I'll text. We'll do one. Yeah, do one early twenty twenty one. Real quick, today is December eighth. What do you see happening in the last twenty three days of this insane year? Hmm. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I like to see what happens when. Um, no, the inauguration happens in January, right? But the electoral college votes on the fourteenth uh, December. So in six days, we should be finding out who is the president. Then I think maybe maybe that. So we'll I think see. That will be the last. That will be the last big hurrah. Could 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 be, but then you got to remember after that. Who the fuck? Uh, nothing's just going to disappear on <laughs> people thinking that January 1st is going to be like, okay, everything. No, thank you. Be- That's what I've been saying. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. I'm like, yo, it's like, well, I'm ready for 2020 to be over with. And I'm like, you realize like they, there's no, <laughs> it's not like this is thank you. New York. No, the podcast isn't over yet. We need to go into this for a second. Oh, uh, uh, you go, you go first. You got to go to the bathroom. 
No, no. You go say okay, okay, and I gotta say okay, something. Okay, 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 okay. But that's what I've been saying the last couple episodes. I was like, why do we think that this is just? It's not like a TV show, or it's like it's not like a crazy football season, right? Oh, we're in we're in seventh overtime of the Super Bowl. Like it eventually does end. Twenty twenty, just like there's no. You know what's December gonna bring? Like it, it started in January, and yeah. then it's just kind of been crazy. But like all these crazy events, like they're seemingly just happening. Why the fuck are they gonna uh, recognize our Roman calendar of twelve segments of a year, or even what a year is—a rotation around the sun? Mm-hmm. January. What I think is gonna happen is like January first, the Queen's gonna die, and the Statue of Liberty is gonna fall into the harbor, and it's gonna be like we're just getting started, bitches. Like it's yeah. not gonna. It doesn't end. It's not a fiscal year. It's not a. It's it's not you know. It's not the clock doesn't. Oh, now it's finished. Everybody, turning your reports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like. That'd be like if it was 1939 and Hitler just invaded Poland and everyone's like, man, I can't wait for 1939 to be over. Yeah, It's, it's like, like an- <laughs> hey, man, January 1st, 1940, the Nazis are still there. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's, All right. But so, yeah, so, so, that's what I think. Yeah. The thing that annoyed me that we're going to wrap this up is that yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept getting so upset by people going, man, I'm so tired. People would go, I'm so tired of this Corona bullshit. I can't wait for this election to be over so so he can wrap this up. So I'm like, so I would tell, I would, most time I'd be quiet. I'd be like, cause you know, there's people that think like this is still all sort of fake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that the rest of the world, these people who are dying in Italy, they're all waiting for our election. They're all waiting for the U.S. election. The, the grinding halt the rest of, of the, the world. Yeah. The rest of the world is, oh, we got to wait for U.S. to get over with their elections. So yeah. The, the economy ground to a halt in Southeast Asia, the, the, the shipping lines that are over, the cruise ships that no longer stop in Bali, that everyone's just like, fuck, all those concerts in Britain, they're just like, you know, all those, all those festivals in Ireland, all the, the Olympics, the, Jap- the, the Olympics in Japan, everyone's like, well, December 14th, we're going to find out who wins this election, and then this thing is kaputs, put this behind us. The Olympics are like, yeah, well, we can't do the Olympics this year because we're waiting on the damn U.S. and their election. The U.S. election. I mean, well, fuck, dude. That means one of two things. The whole world's retarded or that America has unimaginable power because our elections control viral pathology. I I, I did piss a few people off because two days after the election, I posted – Man, I'm glad this is finally over and coronavirus is done with. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's finally gone, right? It's, it's finally gone. It's Why don't we just outlaw coronavirus? Why don't we just make it illegal? <laughs> Good news. The, the House passed a new bill. COVID's illegal. Oh, man. Well, fuck. We did it. No, man. January 1st, some shit's going to happen. We're finally through and fucking Atlantis is going to rise out of the ocean. Or a big UFO is going to land right on the White House lawn. Something. Something's going right, to happen. All right. Well, we're <laughs> we're just straying off into insanity now. But um, yeah, dude, I'll text you when this is up, and um, let's definitely do one in January or February of the new year. All right, man. Thanks again, bud. Of course, buddy. Stay safe. God bless America. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, yeah, buckle up. Later, bud. <laughs> Later, man.